Hello. Hello. And welcome. Wait, what? Are we doing this again? I'm Bartleby. Has it been a week already? And you're totally messing it up. You're supposed to introduce yourself. But I'm not ready. You didn't even warn me. Have you done the music part already for the introduction? We're doing it right now. Right now? Oh dear. Just, just introduce yourself. Um, hello. I'm Artemis. And you're listening to Metacosmos. How could you spring this on me? I'm, I'm not ready. Can't you see? I, I'm clearly baking. I'm cooking. We're making the macarons for the tea party. Oh, they look lovely. They're all those pretty colors. Oh, it's even better. Look at the feet. What? Look, look at their feet. Here, look at this one. Look at, look at its feet. That's, that has feet? I don't... What are you talking about? Well, see the, the, little, the little crusting around the bottom edge? Yeah? See how it, it ruffles? And it's got this this even divided fluff to it? Y- y- yeah, that's really lovely. That's its feet. Wait, that ring? Yes. The single ring around the bottom of the cookie? Macaron. It's not a cookie. It's half of the macaron casing. Uh-huh. And, and that's called its feet. There's only one? Yes. Uh, maybe we should just do a podcast about podcasts instead of a podcast about cookie feet? Macaron. Okay, whatever. Okay, so, hello and welcome. You're here listening to Metacosmos. Artemis, tell him who we are. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Um, we are the Kinetic Paranormal Society. We are a pair of socks in a magical wardrobe. We travel through time and space, and we investigate all things paranormal. Yeah, that was sweet and concise. And accurate? Thanks, yeah, totally. Okay, so, um, you're listening to Metacosmos. Metacosmos is a podcast, uh, that goes and examines podcasts, and we explore them. It's a podcast about a podcast. About a podcast about a podcast. Um, About podcasting, hopefully? Yes. That's our white whale out there. We're going to find a podcast about a podcast about podcasting. And today you come in for what I would say is our second episode. Um, actually, it's our second second episode. Oh, yes. Our second second episode because we restarted the show and we're doing it again from the start. So this is episode number two, number two, baby. Oh wow! How what a what an amazing moment! You only get to do the second thing twice for the second time once in life, you know. I guess so. It's hard to argue with that. Okay, so before we begin, we need to cover a couple bases from our last episode. So you may remember here my chart. Yes, the the tree of podcasts. Yes. And as you see over here, we just last week, we did This American Life. And they're over here on this side of the tree. What, what, what side did you call that? Um, the, the right? Yes. On the right, it's the, uh, the nonfiction side of the, of the tree. And, and, and this branch here is the journalism branch. And the journalism branch... Has one little little part, big part, really coming off of it called narrative journalism. Oh, is this how is that different than regular journalism? Well, it's not necessarily different because they're using like the same like 
they're they're doing like fact checking and they're interviewing people and they're making stories and I should have been more explicit about this when I introduced the show last time because like this American life is like they're like considered the super duper of of narrative journalism podcasting they like wrote the book on it because a lot of journalism before them was maybe not like exclusively but most of it was like here's the news we're presenting facts here's an interview here's a little bit of extracted content and um and so like journalism you know like just you know it's got to be unbiased and stuff but they were usually covering all this stuff but this american life was like covering like some lives of americans i got that it's in the title yeah exactly so um they they kind of like wrote the book on it in that well they didn't because they're just doing journalism but then they just present it really like like a story and you really want to listen and it doesn't have always to do with stuff that's like big in the world and important sometimes it does but sometimes it's just a little story and it's, but it's done with journalism and so I just felt it was important that I should probably fill that in because that's a really important detail about the whole podcast tree that we totally missed. Oh, okay. Well, another another really important aspect that you can't see here on the tree. It's kind of like uh, something that's like there in all of the podcasts that they, almost all of them at least is this really interesting idea that I wanted I want to talk about before we get started today. What's that? It's called Twitter. What? All the podcasters are on Twitter. What's a Twitter? No, it's, um, it's, uh, you know, the social media websites? Yes, you had me join one of those. Okay, this is one of those. Oh, and what do you do on it? You go on it to contact other podcasters because they say on their podcast, they're like, hey, get in touch with me on my Twitter. I'm at. And they tell you where they're at, and it's like it's like a set of of, of letters, like their name that describes them. Hmm. Is that how that works? It is. And so, um, so I got on Twitter. Oh, did you now? Yeah. And I and you should get on Twitter. I don't think so. No. You, I'll just hear about it from you. It's okay. I made you a Twitter account. What? You already did that for me on 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 that Facebook. Yes. I don't, I'm not going on there. Do you, they have all these things like political discussions. I don't need to read those. No, no. I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather not go on. I'm not going to do it. Well, you're on. So, it's really, it's going to be great because then you, you could talk to me and I could talk to you because, because there's a lot of, that lot of people already talking and I don't know if they're listening to my little comments yet. I feel like maybe they're not. Because maybe they don't think much of of a sock um, on the internet. It, it, I don't know if it's prejudiced or not, but maybe they're all doing it to each other. It's like, it's kind of crazy in there. And you want me to go on it? Okay. Well, like, but I have hope. I have high hopes. For you see, I went and I found Ira Glass on the Twitter. Oh, he's the one from This American Life, correct? Yes, I found I found him on there, I, and I followed him. Um, he hasn't followed me back, and that's okay. I can handle that. I'm totally, I'm, I'm emotionally fine with that, um, and it doesn't bother me. But 
But I did like to discover, because there's a little tiny picture of, of the people. When you go on, you can put your picture on there. And, and um, Ira Glass happens to be a little tiny cute puppy dog. I don't know if he's a puppy dog, but he's like a little dog. And um, he's wearing a little suit, and he's got some glasses on, and it's adorable. And considering that you and I are like, we're kind of small because we're socks, and we have these nice little suits on. Why, thank you. You look dapper yourself. Thank you. And and that, that like we have a lot in common with Ira Glass, and maybe it's our destiny. This whole podcasting thing is like, if a little tiny dog can do what Ira Glass has done, what can we? What what can't we do? That. That's inspiring. Yes. Yes. Okay, then we're podcasting. And we're podcasting about a podcast. Yes, we are. We are podcasting um, about, about a show called Reply All. Isn't that a button on an email? It is. Very good. I do take care of most of our emailing. And you do a good job of it, and I appreciate it. It's important that we divide those things out. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. So, I'll take the do the Twittering, I guess, and you can just do the emailing. Oh, fine. We'll call it a deal. Tell me. Yeah. Where on this um podcasting tree do we find Reply All? Oh, they're right here. On, they're like on the... Pretty much the same branch as uh, This American Life. Really? The same one? We're just doing the same kind of show? Well, I wouldn't say the same kind of show. Because they, they're technology journalists, and their names are Alex Goldman and PJ Vogt. And so Alex and PJ are doing like very similar stuff on the narrative journalism tree, but it, it's like on a sub-branch of the branch over here. And and it's it's all about technology stuff. Like email. Exactly. Reply all. You're paying attention. Okay. So so that that they they're doing a whole different realm. But it's like really cool because it like honestly, like if you're gonna like all this technology, people might be like, I don't listen to technology stuff. Well, I I don't. But these stories are like about people. They're about people's lives. Just because people are on using technology doesn't make them less of people. And 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 I think that, that Alex and PJ and the way that they arrange their these really great like like stories of of how like a certain person got like a weird email that wasn't meant for them or something. I don't know. I can't remember the details right now because I'm not that wasn't one of those episodes I'm thinking of. But um it's really amazing. Like how they how they do it as as like these really elegant stories about people's lives and they can be really touching. Oh, and and we're going to read one of these now. Yeah. Oh, and what what this one about? Well, actually, we're not. It's not one of those. Wait, what? Well, they do a, they do a little like variety hour show. Oh. And we're to data totally instead of the narrative journalism part of the tree. They just hop over onto another branch, just crossing over with the with the technology. The little technology branch crosses over with another technology branch coming right off the discussions branch. You see that? Oh. Yes. And wait. Aren't we a discussion show? 
you are paying attention. I appreciate that because yes, you see, this is this is the crossover with us. Uh-huh. Cause it actually comes off of another one of their side shows. Side shows? Is this is this common? Well, you gotta come up with material in podcasting, so you just pivot every now and then. And so they got this other thing they do called Super Tech Support. Super tech support. Yeah. And like, you know how like we're paranormal investigators? Yes. They're like technology investigators and they like figure out people's things that they're trying to figure out. And and they like do it as like call us and we'll help you. It's not just like the stories they hear about and like report on. They're like, they're looking, they're fishing for stories just like us. Uh-huh. So we have a lot in common with these fellows. Yes. So much. Are they socks or cute little dogs? No, but I'm pretty sure they're friends with Ira Glass, so they, they'd be our friend, too. I think they'd be open to it. Anyways, so they have a variety show they call Yes, Yes, No. Yes, Yes, No. So, like, you know how we're paranormal investigators? Yes. They're, like, technological investigators, and they do that for other people, in which they come in and, like, figure out someone's tech problem for them, and it totally creates content for their podcast, so why wouldn't you do it? Okay. And and what kind of tech support is this one, then? Well, this is a subsection of their show, of the, of the super tech support, where they do Twitter support. Twitter support? Why would anyone need Twitter support? Well, okay, Twitter is a very particular kind of social media because you only get a certain number of characters. It's like very few where you have to say it really short. And when people try to say things really short and just text alone, there's a lot of misunderstandings. Really? Yeah. And and you want me to 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 be on Twitter with you with all these misunderstandings? Yeah. Not going to do it. Doesn't matter. Okay, you will eventually. I know you will. But that's all aside because because it's only usually their their boss, Alex Bloomberg, who needs the explaining of the Twitter done to him because he's like an older dude who doesn't know how to Twitter, but at least he's trying, and he comes to them with tweets he doesn't understand. And that's what this one's about. It's a yes, yes, no, where they, where, where, where Bloomberg reads a tweet and everyone's like, do you understand it? And, and Alex Goldman says yes, and PJ says yes, and Bloomberg says, no, I don't understand it. Explain it to me. And they explain it. Really? They just talk about, like, a sentence or two? Yeah, pretty much. And this is considered podcasting content? Yeah. It totally is. I'm amazed. How how does a discussion about what what did you call it again? A tweet. A tweet. A tweet on Twitter. A tweet on Twitter. That's a thing. That you're not making this up. No, I'm not making this up. Okay. And a tweet on Twitter provides an hour of material on a podcast. Well, half an hour, maybe. Oh, okay. So. We're going to talk about them talking about the tweet? We gotta talk about the tweet first, before we can handle talking about them talking about the tweet. And so, and so, may, may, may I ask a question here? May I be clear? Are we making a podcast about a podcast about a tweet? Yes. Yes, we are. We are making an episode 
from an episode called Friendship Village, number 155 of Reply All. And, and it begins when, when they're like, kind of PJ and Alex are making fun of each other over their New Year's resolutions. They're making fun of each other? Yeah, because they say something and then the other one laughs at them. And I'm telling you, they do so much laughing. Like, I really think that it's something we're missing. Laughing? Yeah. Yeah, you, you never laugh at my jokes. Well, I... I think as, as a straight man, I, I, first of all, it'd be inappropriate. And second of all, I... I kind of feel the same way about you. What? You don't make jokes. I'm... I would say I was beside myself if I wasn't standing next to my own twin brother. Huh. No, those just aren't good jokes. Ugh, never mind. Okay, anyways, moving on. Like, so, yeah, just like that, they were talking to each other like that, because that's what they do. Good podcast material. Good job. Stop it. Ow. Anyways, so, then they bring in Alex Bloomberg t- to bring in his tweet. Okay, how did that go? Okay, he comes in, and he has a tweet from a guy named Dave. Dave says, The Teen Vogue article is going to come back as Troy Becker. I could see why that'd be hard to understand. Yeah, here, I'll break it all down for you. No, wait, here, first, let me guess the first part. A Teen Vogue article is... It's some sort of garment that a teenager wears when they're trying to stand around and pose and look cool. That's a really good guess, but no, not even close. You see, Teen Vogue... I should say it it, it, it it was a magazine that was about like like teenager stuff like for, for young young teenage girls that became um like about like social and political awareness and and then and then it became a website instead of a magazine about teenage stuff and political awareness. And and then everyone was like, wow, they're so cool. This is what they explained to me um, on the podcast. And then, like, like right, right, like the day after, some big, big scandal drama happened on Facebook with, with some guy. Wait, Facebook? I don't go on there. Should I be worried? You're fine, because... It's, they're just willing to sell their ads to the political people no matter what. And they're like, Mwahaha, I love making all of the political ad money and we should never stop. I think it was like some super important dude at the company's email got out, said that. And everyone was like, oh my gosh. And the next day, an article comes out in Teen Vogue. And... Oh, that kind of article. Oh, I see. Yes, got it. Yeah, an article comes out. And... And the article is, it says, wow, look at these ladies. They're so cool. They work for Facebook and they've got the coolest thing ever because they're going to make elections not be tampered with somehow. And can people at Facebook do that? Well, everyone's kind of worried that just Facebook existing allows for like people to learn political stuff in un- unsavory ways. And and so now they've got this article, and it's totally 100% uncritical, 
of of Facebook. Oh. Oh, that sounds got a bad ring to it. I know. Is it like, oh, is it like sponsored content? Yeah, exactly. Like Omen Quest cards. You know, wink, wink, Omen Quest cards. Look, if you want to do a little quick sponsor break, we can just do that real quick right now. You don't have to be all weird about it. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. You just gotta say something like, "Hey, everyone, do you get your Omen Quest cards? Because if you don't have them, you're never gonna know how amazing it is to play a game that you can't lose with your friends, where you like accidentally get in touch with each other and like you kind of get a better sense of where everybody's at while playing a game you can't lose, and it's really short or could be really long. It's whatever you want, cause why? Whatever. It's whatever you want it to be. It's a magical box. I know this sounds like a lot of big promises, but you just gotta try this stuff." It's out of this world, omenquestcards.com. You see, it was that simple. Oh, oh, okay then. Well, moving on. Yes, okay. So, Teen Vogue makes an article. Everyone's like, hey, is that a commercial? There's not even a writer for this article. Then the article disappears, and it comes back with what's called a byline. That's like basically a line that tells you who it's by. Then that writer's like, I don't remember writing that. And then it disappears again. And, and that's when Dave made his joke. On the internet, the post. Oh, it's a joke he's making. Yeah, the whole. The, a lot of the misunderstandings are inside jokes, and they're often just like an inside joke between one person with themselves because they're sitting on the internet by themselves and they think something's funny, and so they comment and nobody gets it. That's pretty much what's going on. So, this is a joke. It's actually really funny because Dave says on the Twitter, he says, um, Oh, Dave Jorgensen. We should give Dave total credit for being so funny. Um, he says, the Teen Vogue article is going to come back as Troy Becker. Uh-huh. So, what? Well, okay, I got to explain the Troy Becker part. Okay, so there's a dude. His name is Paul Zimmer. And he's like, like, he's like famous on the TikTok. The what talk? TikTok. It's like, um... It's like a, I think they call it a karaoke lip-syncing machine on a phone where where people like, like I guess, do stuff like they vogue, like teenagers will vogue. Um, do they have, do they have articles of clothing? Yeah, it's got, it's like a Teen Vogue article. TikTok's like for Teen Vogue articles. Um, yeah, that's right. That's exactly what it is. Teen Voguing gar- articles. Um, so yeah, so he's, Paul's like, got, years ago when he was a teenager, was like super duper duper famous, and eventually he started trying to make money, because there were all these money tickets that he could get given, and in the money ticket economy, he was like, hey, give me your money tickets, and I will, um, I will, like, I'll give you shout outs and reposts. Um, I'm just gonna not ask what those are. Okay. Um, probably better this way. So, uh, shout-outs and reposts for money tickets. And, um, turns out that Paul, like, disappeared when he didn't give everybody their stuff for, like, years. And he was gone. And then one day he comes back and says, hey, everybody. Hey, check it out. This, this young teenager dude who's a young actor looks way like me. But way cooler. And and his name is Troy Becker. And 
and then th- like I didn't see the photos of them together, but I did hear Alex, Alex, and PJ look at them together, and um, Alex Bloomberg totally started laughing when he saw them because it was obviously the same person, is what they said, and apparently. The entire everybody on Twitter who saw it started laughing because it was obviously the same person. And um, so the joke is, is that the article disappeared a couple of times. And when it comes back, they're gonna, it's going to come back and it's going to be Troy Becker and they're all going to start laughing at it again. Is Twitter just a lot of gossip and people just gossiping all over about each other? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a lot of gossip. Oh, okay. I'm definitely not going on Twitter. Where's the, is there something paranormal in this state case you have here? I'm glad you asked. Yes. There was something very paranormal. It was something that Alex Goldman said, and it just totally slipped under the radar. Nobody noticed it. He says, and I, got, I, I took this one down. We got it right here. Your notes are very organized this week. I had the editor do this for me. Okay. Uh, I knew about it before it was TikTok. Because there was like 13-year-old influencers who just like lip sync to a song and then they get like 15,000 comments and people be like, he's so beautiful. I can't believe it. I love him so much. And what, what, was, what was the name? There's one in particular whose name I'm trying to remember who for like a second was like the hottest. It's the same name as every influencer. It's like Sebastian Shaw. What? Yeah. Did you hear that? Can you believe it? And they didn't even hear him. They just gleamed right over it. This guy, the same name as every influencer. I think it might be a hyperbole, but I I went and did some research on the internet because I wanted to find out. Now, I first went on Twitter and pretty much every Sebastian Shaw on Twitter has like 58 or 20 something followers. There's not a lot of influential Sebastian Shaw's. As far as I can tell on Twitter. So, so then I just like, just looked on the internet as a whole. Just like, just looking through the internet. And I found, here's what I learned. Beside being an X-Men villain from the Hellfire Club, super bad dude, Sebastian Shaw is also the name of an actor who's like, got popular in the 1930s. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. And the crazy thing is here, you got to wonder, first of all, that's, that's way back. So this is definitely before, before it was TikTok. Okay. And, and Sebastian Shaw, he played Quince in A Midsummer Night Dream. Like, maybe you saw that one? Um. Uh, oh, he was uh, Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars. Oh, don't get me started about Star Wars. Oh, no. I mean... Let's just forget I even mentioned anything. No, I mean, first of all, how could how can you not even pay attention to how story structure is supposed to work? It's one thing to be maybe defiant and break a few rules, but you know you you, you must learn the music to make the jazz. Do, do you do you understand? It's, I'm sorry. Just pretend I didn't say anything. There is a narrative, a, a simple kind of. There's a grammar to cinematography. Please, please. Like, just forget I said anything. It's a totally different movie I want to talk about right now anyways. Fine. Fine. What, what did you want to say? 
Okay, well, Sebastian Shaw was was also in a movie with with James Earl Jones. Oh, which movie was that? Oh, um, it was one where he played a really bad father, and then right at the end, he's like. Oh, James Earl Jones does the voice of the father while he's wearing his scary mask in the movie when he's a bad guy. And then at the end, he makes up with his son and he's like, takes off his mask. And it's Sebastian Shaw plays him after he takes off the mask because they wanted an old dude inside of the mask and a deep, deep sounding dude on the inside of the mask to be like representing stuff. Oh, fascinating. Using like kind of like archetypal language in a large overall telling story that sounds amazing do you you know the name of this film no i forgot it i can't remember it at all oh definitely definitely want to see that one i'll um i'll be sure to try to tell you when i remember so go on yeah well so james l jones and 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 sebastian shaw were in this movie together and then James Earl Jones was in a movie called Three Fugitives with Martin Short. Martin Short. Oh, like one of the three amigos. Yes, that same one. And Martin Short was in a movie called The Big Picture. Uh Uh-huh. And Kevin Bacon was also in The Big Picture. Yes. And? That's three degrees. That's three degrees from Kevin Bacon. Um, I'm not following you. He has a, his bacon number is three. And? Kevin Bacon played Sebastian Shaw in an X-Men movie in first class. He was Sebastian Shaw. That means Sebastian Shaw has three degrees from Sebastian Shaw. And, and this is paranormal? Dude, think about it. Sebastian Shaw is like an old school villain in like the reboot 60s version of the X-Men. And, and, and the other Sebastian Shaw was like young in the 30s. Dude, and, and, and Alex Goldman saw him when he was like 13? Maybe he's bad at guessing ages. Maybe he just didn't understand what age he was. Um, okay, maybe that's right. Yeah, he did think Paul Zimmer looked pretty young, now that you mention it, even though he was in his 20s. See, could be that. But wait, if you're like super duper ancient immortal, you'd be ga- bad at you'd be bad at guessing ages in general, I'm pretty sure. So you're saying Alex Goldman is an immortal? It's just a theory. You know, we got to we got to be looking out for these clues. His friends, they just went right by it. They were like, didn't even pay attention. He's like, who's that super influential teenager? I can't remember. It's like Sebastian Shaw. And like, that was like, do you know how long ago Sebastian Shaw was like a teenager? Remember, he's bad at guessing ages. Yeah, well, whenever it was, it was a long time ago. So we got to really, we gotta have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be paying attention to future episodes of Reply All to figure out what's going on. To figure out if there's some sort of crazy power that, Maybe, maybe Goldman can see through time in a different way from the rest of us. You look into that. Okay. And in the meantime, I've got a whole other tweet for you. Okay, you ready? This one's from, from John Cardillo. And, and he says, Hashtag moves like Bloomberg gate. 
whistleblower Nick Sorelli deserves our support. Best controversy I've seen in a while. Hashtag moves like Bloomberg. Hashtag drop out Bloomberg. Bloomberg? You mean Alex Bloomberg? What do they want him to drop out of? Different Bloomberg. This Bloomberg is like a dude that has like more money tickets than I know how many zeros to use. And he's got so many of these money tickets like crazy that he's like using just a tiny bit of them to run for president. President? Oh no, like in the last episode, don't they like have like a lack of humility and and don't want to write apologies for themselves? I guess that's what you do when you got lots of money tickets. But anyways, apparently, here's what happened. So, Bloomberg, he was running for president. Not, not Alex Bloomberg? No, no, Mike Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg was running for president. And he, another dude running for president, I think his name is like, I think it's Mayonnaise Pete. So, Mayonnaise Pete. He comes up with this crazy dance that's super, like, everyone's laughing at it because they think it's kind of like, um, they think it's, like, kind of dorky or something. Something's, like, wrong with the dance. I can't remember what it was. Ooh, why do they call him Mayonnaise Pete? Um, I think it's because, like, you know how mayonnaise was invented to, like, cover over, over, over like meat products that were slightly not tasting good anymore and you wanted to cover over the taste so you could swallow it? Yes. It's like something like that. And maybe that's why they didn't like his dance either. It's probably because it has like way too much mayonnaise on it or something. But anyways, like so there's this dance and it's like everyone's making fun of it and then like a, a, this thing comes out on Twitter, a video... There's videos on Twitter? Oh, yeah, I forgot. To, there's like there's pictures and videos, too. So that goes with the short comments? Yeah, and it makes it even harder to understand sometimes. Sometimes it's clearer, but sometimes it's harder. It's, it's a little bit of give and take. Some, sometimes the pictures are the most clear thing you can find because it's got, like, someone making a facial expression with a little caption below. Not very authentic and original, but it's, you know, close enough. Okay, then. So anyways, there's a video, and, and in the video that's, that comes out, it's by this guy, and his name is Nick Cirelli. And he was, he was the guy that was mentioned in, in, the, in, the, in the tweet by, by John that was about how he's the whistleblower that deserves our support. Uh-huh. Because you see, what happened was Nick made a video of everyone in a big group doing a Bloomberg dance that they called Moves Like Bloomberg. Hashtag Moves Like Bloomberg. And, and it comes out, and a lot of people are like, OMG, I can't believe that, that Michael Bloomberg is going to do a dance just like Mayonnaise's dance. And, and they're all like, wow, didn't you know we were laughing at Mayonnaise's dance? What a dork. He made his own dance. And people were, like, totally laughing and making fun of him. Oh. Were they just teasing him? Dude, he's got, like, so many money tickets. When you have that many money tickets, everybody just makes fun of you just to make it better for themselves. Oh, understood. Okay. So, anyways, they were like, oh, what a dance. And then, like, the people that are in his campaign for becoming president put out a post, and they were like, 
hey, hey, Nick's reality doesn't work for us, but like, like, uh, he should get a job with us if he really wants to make up dances for us. And oh, they offered him a job. Yeah, they did. Like they sent a link out to like if you want to get involved with the campaign. But uh, I don't know if it was a real job offer. But but then Nick Scarelli says, "Does this mean you're firing me?" <gasps> they fired him. Well, no. You see, because the whole time he didn't actually work for them. It was a joke. Oh yes, Twitter's full of jokes. I get it now. He posted a joke. What's the joke again? The joke was he got a bunch of people at like a comedy club because he's a comedian, and he got he he like rallied them all into this dance for Bloomberg as a joke, and they videotaped it. Him and him and his um his other friend, I I think his friend what was his name? Uh, I got it here somewhere in my notes. Oh oh, Brad Evans. They both. They both went and like put suits on and took pictures of themselves and changed their Twitter profiles to sound like a political dudes. And they were like, when they posted the video originally, they were like, we are political dudes. And they shared it as being political dudes. And that's part of why everyone thought it was real. And then, and then he said, are you firing me? And it was another joke. Yes, it's, it's many like inside layers and layers of inside jokes. There are, and it doesn't stop there. Okay, so then, then he's like, says something. Okay, he makes another tweet, and I got this one here. It says, as the creator of the Moves Like Bloomberg, I disavow it and the Mike Bloomberg presidential campaign. Read the truth about the dance here. Drop out, Bloomberg. And, and, and then... He, he tweets another tweet, and he says in his other tweet, he's like, I have plenty more to share, but what people are saying is true. The moves like Bloomberg dance was orchestrated. Drop out, Bloomberg. And then, and then he has like, an, a, 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 he attaches a photo from an email, and it's like, it says, it, this, this one came from Brad Evans, who's the other comedian. So remember th- that these two comedians have made this whole event and then, and now they're saying, oh, we're going to disavow it. And we're going to reveal the truth, truth, truth that actually what's going on, ha ha, because it's a funny joke, is that, that we, we disavow it and we're going to reveal the truth. And so the email, the, the now pretend email, if you're following me here, says, hey, Nick, I just received approval from on high for you to hire 50 to 60 actors to pose as supporters during the Moves Like Bloomberg dance you choreographed. We want to create the impression that enthusiastic young people are excited about Mike, and they came up with this infectious dance spontaneously. But, but hold on, wait. The, the dance was made fun of, correct? Yeah. So why would they create their own? It's a joke, remember? Oh, yes, yes, okay, sorry. Keep, keep reading. Okay, so it says, We blocked out eight hours for you to rehearse with our actors next week, and we can allot $20 an actor. They must all sign NDAs. Also, unrelated, we are discontinuing your gas stipend as part of an all-around crunch that's been happening. Brad Evans, social media coordinator, Bloomberg 2020. So, it's all a joke. These, it's all, they're, they're joking. Yes. Hold on. What about that original tweet? Was that a joke? John, John's tweet? Yes. Was that a joke? Well, 
No, I don't think it was. He says, because he, he's really mad. He's like the whistleblower. Nick Scarelli deserves our support. Best controversy I've seen for a while. See, so, so he's really worried about Nick Scarelli. Oh. Oh, that's so sad. He's worried about him. Yeah, well, in his mind, this fits up with what he thinks is going on. Because the, 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 and it, they called him as being a part of something. What was it? Uh, there was a part of a group. And he doesn't like the other group. He doesn't like the group that's over on this side of me. What's that called? I'm on this side of you. I'm Artemis. No, no. I mean, this side of me in general, no matter where I'm facing. Um, that's called your left? Yeah, the left. He's mad at the left. Oh, and, and he's called someone who's on the right. And, and so the right, the people on the right don't like the people on the left. And the people on the left don't like the people on the right. Wait, what? They don't like each other? Why not? It's, it's a big thing in politics that there's lefts and there's rights. And they don't like each other for all kinds of reasons. This doesn't make any sense, though. Left and right, these are very ethereal concepts and they're not liking each other over for which side they're standing on. I've, this is ridiculous. Politics makes as much sense as Twitter. So no wonder there's so many misunderstandings. Agreed. So, like, so yeah. So anyway, so this this guy, John, who's who's supposed to be on this the side called the right side. Um, and he's over there, and he's like, those people on the left are paying actors to pretend like they care about the left stuff. And... The left care about mayonnaise dances? No, I don't think they do. But they think that the left cares about mayonnaise dances because they think that the left are just stupid, so of course they want to do stupid dances. Oh, that makes sense. And then they, they're like, oh, and it turns out they can't even get the left to do the stupid dances that they want to get them to do. They have to pay them to do the stupid dances. Okay. And then they're like, look at the world. Paid people to do stupid dances. This is injustice. That's quite the, um, what do they call them? First world problem? Kind of is, though, isn't it? But there are no people that are paid to be dancers, right? Yeah, they're just like people at a comedy club looking at a show and being part of a, a joke. So, it's just a joke? Yeah, but he doesn't think it's a joke. He's like, he's over there really upset. And it's because he's upset about the people that he believed were paid to be the people that he thinks he saw, but the people he thinks he saw were not actually supporters of Bloomberg, but it wasn't because they were paid, because they thought it was really funny that Manny's made a dance, and it was their chance to make a dance to make fun of Bloomberg, as if Bloomberg could ever be making dances, because as if people thought dances were cool, and dances aren't like a part of the politics at all, even if you're on whichever pretend side is which. That makes a lot of sense. And, and it goes deeper than that, though. Because you see, what it is, is, is that everybody on Twitter, just like, like, just like how he thinks it's an imaginary person, that's, he doesn't know it's an imaginary person, but he's so mad at the persons that he thinks are real who are doing the things on the side that he says he's not on because he thinks he's on one side and not the other side. So he's so mad at the people that are not on the other side that he is like having an argument with the imaginary person. That's called the straw man argument. Um, okay. It's like when you're arguing at an imaginary person like a straw man and they can't argue back for themselves. Oh, they argue back on, on Twitter a lot. No, I mean, they, they can't argue back. Well, like, they argue back. They just, no one understands each other. Oh, yes, that one is confirmation bias. They only hear what they already think. 
So they have a straw man bias? Yes, a straw man bias. That's what it is. Oh, well, there you go. Wow. You know, I think we actually uh, learned something valuable along our journey. We all got something to gain from uh, breaking down some, some, some of these Twitter misunderstandings and that there's, there's bound to be Twitter misunderstandings just as surely as everyone has a straw man bias. Well done. Well, I guess I'll give you getting back to making my macarons. Oh, uh, wait, 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 there's more. I just want to, like, really focus in on here that the really the heart of the content of their Yes, Yes, No episodes is so... What, part of the part of that's so engaging is is the way that they all really, like, laugh at each other's jokes. I thought you said they laugh at each other. No, no, no. They, they, they sometimes laugh with each other. It's like... It's a real jovial good time. It's like a party and everyone's laughing and having a good time and it makes their podcast so fun because you're at the party with them. And um, I just want it to be a better time at the party with us because I think we can do better. Is it, is it the laughing at the jokes? Is that why they called this one Friendship Village? Yes and no, actually. Because I think the real reason why they called it Friendship Village actually is because... Uh, you, you remember that article from... From the Teen Vogue? Oh, yes, yes, I remember. Well, Teen Vogue said that the reason why the article came out was it was totally an accident. And it was actually an article that they were working on months before and then gave up on because it was it sounded too much like a commercial. But it got left in the maybe we'll publish this later folder. And then somebody kind of just accidentally published it and they said it was an accident. Okay. And some people don't know if they believe them, but but Alex and PJ believe them. Uh Uh-huh. For any particular reason? Well, Alex totally relates because he's like, you know, I've accidentally done things too. Like there was this one time I was testing our podcast feed because, you know, they have a podcast. I, yes, I know. And um, and I made an episode, says Alex. And he says he put it up on under their hard drive. And it wasn't a real episode. He just copied an episode over and gave it a temporary name so he could test the files. And it was called Friendship Village. But, like, it wasn't supposed to actually, like, be downloaded by anyone. He was just doing a little test run, and and it did get downloaded by a bunch of people. And they were like, oh, what's this episode? Friendship Village. And they, like, hit play. And they're like, this is an old episode. And and then the episode, they just took it down, just like, just like the Teen Vogue article. But it didn't come back until now. Whoa. Well, fascinating. I really have to go. Well, thank you for joining us. I'm Bartleby Nehigh. And I'm Altimus Nehigh. And we've been edited and produced by Isaac Bluefoot from Dragonflower Inc. Check out dragonflower.inc, Inc with a K, on the internet and see what else comes from them. Like Omen Quest cards at omenquestcards.com. Go get yourself a deck. You will love them. And remember to check us out at kineticparanormalsociety.com where you can uh, maybe get into our Patreon and like help support this show because it's kind of totally takes actual effort in the real world that we come from another dimension just to get it to your dimension. A lot of, lot of hoops must get jumped through and they're not easy. So, you know, come to Patreon and, oh, you know, contact me on Twitter. That's at Bartleby Nehigh, no K, no K, uh, no G or um, second H either. Uh, yeah. So thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye. I love you.